Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Welcome back in some cases. Um, I was talking to one of my really good friends yesterday, and she was like, I listen to the podcast, and it's funny because, you know, if you know me, I don't expect you to listen to this podcast every day. I do it, <laughs> and I'm not sure if... I'm not I'm not sure if I can stop doing it at this point. I enjoy it. Um uh, but it's not an ego thing at all, really. You know, I I can't explain it. It's something I feel compelled to do. Um people have told me I have a good voice for it. I you know, I don't particularly love my voice. Um I've learned to live with it. I wish I could stop saying um and uh. I can't. I tried. <laughs> you know, it's not perfect. But it's uh, what I'm committed to. It's a stream of consciousness podcast that I broadcast Monday through Friday before I get ready for my work day. So that's partly why it's so truncated. Um, uh, it used to be shorter than this because, you know, well, it was longer, actually, because I used to just be able to pick up my phone and start talking because I was working for myself when I started in July 2017. But then I started working full time. And then it just, you know, by 2018, I had a full-time job and it was like, okay, here you go, wrap it up. And then I just had to work. Uh, one time I actually had to do it in my car on the way to work. <laughs> that was unique. Um, cause I wasn't sure the audio would, would hold up. Um, when I have guests, of course, um, you get a weekend show, but for the most part, this is it Monday through Friday, me talking into my phone and my work office. Uh, so there you have it. And, uh, if you go back, there's about 900 episodes out there, but if you go back, you'll realize that the episodes are totally different. And it's mainly because anchor, when I first started, it was very much a community of podcasters and this core group of people just embraced me and we listened to each other's podcasts. We gave each other feedback and then about three years ago, Anchor had a dramatic restructuring of the app. And it felt less, I mean, obviously they were preparing for this purchase by Spotify, but it just felt less like a community and more like a business. And, you know, I don't even really keep in touch with that core group of podcasters who encouraged me so much to keep doing this. Um, and I owe them a debt of gratitude because their feedback was really encouraging and helpful. Um, and my cousin who listened to every episode, my cousin Brett, <laughs> he, uh, he really, really kept me going, uh, in the early parts of the podcast because I don't know, you just feel like you're putting this thing together. Is anybody going to listen? And then, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of streams and downloads later it's like oh people are listening awesome so uh anyway i appreciate your support and i really do i built the website out for you guys it's uh www.madlovepodcast.com there you can uh listen to the podcast back to back to back one of my friends likes to to just i I guess put it on in the background and let it play and she's like, well, where can I listen? Let's do it back to back to back. Uh, I think you can do that on the website. Um, and I know you can do it on Apple Podcasts. I don't know about any place else. But she is a, a Android user. Boo. Um, sorry. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah. And then also on that website, there's a way to sponsor the podcast. Thank you to all my monthly sponsors. And then there's also a way to, there's a blog feature. So you can read some of the companion stuff I put up uh, to support uh, the topics that we talk about on here. Um, And yesterday I uh, referenced the white tiger. It was deep. It's sort of like Parasite, but set in India. And I think you should watch it. It's very good. Um, Let's see. Somebody, uh, I'm still watching that hip hop show on Hulu. Um, They really chronicle, you know, how much gangs and crime infiltrated hip hop and how it was inevitable. Um, Especially once people started talking about what was really going on in the streets because they were actual actually real uh criminals and gangsters and uh they were uh, gangster affiliated and so it was inevitable that this was going to happen so yeah it's fascinating and the people they pick like i had no idea deb antony had worked with uh Nicki minaj and gucci man and uh somebody else uh she uh she launched several careers and it's like good for her you know, of course, Waka. But I just remember her mostly from one of these hip hop shows. And, uh, you know, something about those shows to me kind of undermine your credibility. But hers is for real. She's legit. And she's had a very, very interesting life. And so you kind of thank God that something came along like hip hop to to give her an opportunity to live. You know, the it's the case with all of these people that they're following because it's like without hip-hop who they would i don't know what these people would do you they wouldn't have made it to middle age let's put it that way and then you know it's just fascinating it's sort of like thank god there was boxing for mike tyson because you could just see as a young person he would have just been a terror i mean he totally would have been in jail or dead by now you know and he managed to go to jail anyway but still you know what i'm saying all right. So, yeah, we're still uh, apparently I've gotten a lot of good feedback uh, from my friends about the Holy Week message. Um, I guess I just never shared that. But, you know, I'm not super religious, as I've made it clear on here. But it's hard to escape Catholic school teachings, you know, K to 12. And so Easter was a big deal. And while I don't think about it so much in terms of strict religion and 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 that vantage point I do look for ways in my life to uh transcend to ascend uh to not be there when they move the stone on Sunday to just elevate and be a higher person I was not in a good mood yesterday so I kicked rocks a lot <laughs> and so I wasn't my best self <laughs> but today I am uh trying to trudge back up on the high road and just focus on what's working and not on what's not working. Because basically what you think about is really the the things that dominate your life. So I know you hear this stuff all the time. The secret is not a secret anymore. Everybody, thoughts become things. Everything you think about is, you know, percolating and becoming a thing. Uh, and that's true. It's true. It's more complicated than that, but it is true because it's your feelings about the things you're thinking about that create the experience. Um, And the hardest thing in the world for a regular human to do, I think, is and no, it's not tell the truth, although it seems like that. Not that. Um, (laughs) 
I think one of the hardest things to do is to just truly let go and let God or truly just be in the moment and not have any worries or fears about what's coming next. Because I don't think it was designed to to be this hard. But the thing about us is once we've had a bad experience or someone pissed us off or someone hurt us deeply, we tend to be prepared for that more than being in the moment. So, you know, if you are going through a bitter divorce right now, it's truly difficult to focus on, you know, we had an initial attraction. It is what it is. It's over. And and just stay in that moment and not feel some kind of way and not feel angry and not feel frustrated. And I feel, you know, it's hard. It's hard to not let your emotions run the show. But I think that's the key to real happiness. Because yesterday I was just in a rabbit hole. I was, my life is going great. I kid you not. I'm not bragging. This podcast success is a big part of that. But I'm not bragging. I, it really is just going well. And it's mostly because I've been able to just focus on what makes me happy, where I'm going, and not the things that aren't going well. And there are plenty of things that aren't going well. But I just don't think about them. But then yesterday I started thinking about them. And then you go down this rabbit hole of resentment and anger and resentment. Resentment is the stronger emotion, I think, of all of them. You know, I think love, of course, overwhelms and overtakes everything. And I'm not a hippie. It's just it's just true. What the feeling of love generates from a human being is like an electrical firestorm. It's powerful shit. OK, but people think the opposite of that is hate. And I think sometimes it's hate, but I don't think hate is as powerful as love. But I do think resentment is because I can not hate you, but I can resent the shit out of you. You see what I mean? A lot of the stuff that we think is hate is really resentment. And you can find resentment everywhere. It's in your family. It's it's that person that that smiles in your face, but is pissed that you're able to do what you do. There's somebody who says they love you right now and they're infuriated that you're doing well or you're happy or that your marriage is successful or that your kids are good or whatever. You know, there's there's people right now that resent every ounce of success you've ever had, but they say they love you and maybe they do. But love and resentment aren't a happy mixture. They don't go together. So as soon as something goes good for you, they're suddenly resenting you. Well, mama always liked you more. Or, you know, daddy treated you better than he treated me. That's resentment. And resentment is a is a, just a giant resistor. You're just pushing every good thing away from you the longer you stay resentful about things. And I know it's true because I've had to work on it. There were a lot of things that I resented and I just never got over because I wanted to be right. And yeah, it's great to be right. It's great to be right. You know, there's shit you're right about right now, but it's not healthy to live like that because now, you know, it's like all these aha moments, but for shitty things, you know, aha, I caught you. See, I was right to resent you because you are trash. You know, like who wants to live like that? You're walking around looking for reasons to validate why you're so petty. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. And I know that you're going down the rabbit hole with me, some of you, because 
I didn't intend to talk about this. This is what I I ask God to help me come up with good topics. And this is how I wind up on these roads. And (laughs) somebody needed to hear that. And I've done that work. I mean, I've had to. I've had to, or otherwise I couldn't have functioned for the last seven or eight years. There have been some deeply dysfunctional, traumatic things that have happened around me that if I didn't work on my attitude, I wouldn't have been able to not only endure those things, but turn those situations around, not only from myself, but for the people involved, right? And we all have to do that, whether we want to do that or not. You know, we all have times where we have to do something that we didn't want to do, which guess what? That's being a grown up. I know we're told when you're young, you you just feel I don't know if anybody even tells us. It just looks like when you grow up, you're going to get to do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. It's all about your freedom. And then you reach a certain point, you realize that's not what being an adult is at all. 99% of adulthood is not doing what you want to do, but doing the right thing, doing what's best for people other than yourself. That's being a grown up. And if you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, there are times when you have to just be the bigger person and you have to avoid that resentment rabbit hole. You can wind up resenting a spouse, an ex-spouse, a sibling, a boss, um, a co-worker. There's so many opportunities to be resentful. Your friends, you know, you want them to do good in theory. But then once they start doing good, you get mad because, you know, well, she she can't even keep a man. I'm not understanding why she always get what she wants. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And you may not talk like that, but you know what I'm talking about. I just don't understand. He's always getting what he wants. And, and, and Bob's just a jerk of a guy. And I don't get it. He, you know, but you don't know him. You don't know what he does. And you don't know his life. Okay. And it's none of your business. Stop being resentful of other people. That's truly, I, I think that's the equivalent of cutting shackles off your feet. And uh, that's the best way to not be there when they move the stone on Sunday. That is an, a, an excellent ascension point is to be able to stop being resentful, to stop worrying about what other people are doing and wondering why, you know, it's not working for you when when you can clearly see that they and it's none of your business. You don't know what they do and you don't live their lives and you don't you don't walk their walk or live their journey. Who knows what people are doing? You know, I I'm not that person that I think that's why a lot of people call me with their successes, because I am genuinely excited for them. You know what I mean? It's not a little bit of, oh, yeah, good for you. You know, no, I'm like, what? Way to go. Awesome. Oh, that's so like somebody told me now nobody needs a vacation more than me. I just believe that in my spirit. Somebody told me they were going on a vacation and, uh, you know, it was just spur of the moment. And, you know, the husband bought the tickets and everything. And and I was like, oh, my God, I am so happy for you. And, (laughs) you know, I think it caught her off guard a little bit. But I mean, I was as excited as if I was going because that's just who I am. You know what I mean? And it's a tricky situation because there there are times when people are getting things that they know something is being unfair for me. And so they kind of don't want to tell me stuff. And I'm like, what's going on for you? I'll always celebrate for you because you're my friend. It has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? 
My shit will work out the way it works out. But that's not going to keep me from being happy for you. You know what I mean? I, just, I People do friendship weird, too, I notice. But anyway, I think if we get to a point where we can let go of resentment and, and some of the stuff that we think is racism also is resentment. How you going to come over here and run all these businesses and, and nobody gives me any money to do shit? My family comes from slavery. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. Black people, we really got the resentment thing down. And I'm not saying it's not the truth. I'm not saying it's not the truth. But at the end of the day, they came over here with nothing either. And they're willing to live 20 deep in an apartment and, and work. And I'm not being, I'm not being um, dismissive. And it's not racist to tell the truth. So if anybody wants to say that, that's not my point. I am admiring the immigrant story because a lot of people will do things that we won't do. You know? And that's that we can't afford to stay resentful about things like that. But that's just an example. And and you may not like that one and it may be uncomfortable, but also too, you can look in your life and think of people that you admire but low key resent. And if that's more comfortable for you, if that's a better example for you, that exists. That's real. And I, I see it all the time. All these kind of Southern Republican men who they're so angry that they they can't live their best lives. They can't buy their new Ford F-150s because, you know, black people are taking all the jobs or somebody else is taking all the jobs from them. I mean, that's grade A resentment right there and not factual. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times people get in their feelings because they resent the fact that something is working and they have made that person or that thing or that situation the enemy. And it's probably not even close to being the truth, you know? So anyway, that's my thought on that today. And again, if you get a chance to catch that Tina documentary, one other thing I wanted to make sure that I made clear, I didn't understand the song What's Love Got to Do With It when it came out. You know, it was poppy and I listened to it because it was everywhere. But it is very true. <laughs> when you get older, you start to realize you can love somebody to pieces and it doesn't mean anything. That doesn't make you compatible. It doesn't make you a good couple. It doesn't make that person a healthy choice for you. Tina was trying to tell us. She was trying to tell us. And now you have a chance to receive the message fully and check out that documentary on HBO. Check out the Mad Love podcast website. Uh, read the blog. Um, and yeah, you know, I'll talk to you next month. It's the end of March. But one thing about these craptastic years, they're going quick. They're going quick and COVID is still raging. So please wash your hands. I just talked to a coworker, her daughter. There's like an outbreak at her job. It's like 13 people out with COVID. The shit is still happening. It's still contagious. Wash your hands, wear your masks. I know you're over it, but that doesn't mean shit. Keep social distancing, you know, like, I know it's tough, but be grown-ups about this. We're closer to the end than we were this time last year, but it ain't over. It's not over. This is like an 80s dance remix. It just keeps going. And it'll stop quicker if you all stay vigilant. So, you know, I know I was tired of people this time last year, like, what the hell, wash your hand. You know, but I still feel that way. (laughs) So, you know. 
stay safe, y'all. And be smart. Wash your hands. And if somebody gets up on you, tell them to back up. I hope that never goes away. I'm really a big fan of, yay. I have looked a lot of people off. People try to get close to me in the elevator, like walking up on me. All it takes is a glance. You know, I've got that middle-aged black lady look. You know, that look that your mom used to give you when you were getting ready to cut up and she'd look at you and you'd be like, oh, I got that. (laughs) Be your best.